What up, guys? Welcome back to the Nimble Agent Podcast, the pod all about helping realtors modernize their marketing strategies through social media marketing. Join our host, Kara McMaster, Chief Digital Strategist and CEO of McMaster Digital, as she dives deep into how to become a social media beast. Okay, welcome to the Nimble Agent Podcast. Today, our guest is Andrew Dunn. He is the co-founder of the Elite Agent Secrets Podcast, uh, which is one of the top rated podcasts. But if I am not mistaken, the fastest growing real estate podcast in the world. Everyone, please welcome to the podcast, Mr. Andrew Dunn. Thank you for hey, joining I, us today. I know, I'm excited. It's a it's weird role reversal. I'm always the interviewer, never the interviewee. So yeah. um, I'm looking forward to sharing some of my secrets with your listenership um about the medium of podcasting and what's going on in real estate right now um yeah hundreds and hundreds of interviews in, under my belt with the top agents in the world and uh, yeah there's some secrets for sure yeah yeah and if uh, it's the elite agents uh the elite agent secrets podcast we'll definitely be sure to link in the show notes and get everybody over there but it's really where you're bringing on some very cool high production agents you've brought in some some gurus in there in the space as well and you're you're sharing with how real estate agents should be growing their business but i'm i'm interested to know from from a guy who's been so successful at you know moving from the digital marketing space and becoming a real estate licensed agent and now you have have built this podcast. Is there an opportunity for other realtors? Should they consider their own podcast? Should they be looking to get on guests of podcasts? Like what, you know, what is your advice there? Yes. And yes. So podcasting is the most phenomenal medium. Uh, it's super untapped. So I just want to like, if everyone can kind of conceptualize this, who is listening to this as well, like how much audio has grown in the last few years, and you can look at statistics, but just think about things like audible, and every medium that a lot of people listen to now, they don't actually watch the video anymore. So podcasting is really stepping its game up and more people are realizing that is how a large majority of people uh, like to consume the content. I think it's something like 30 odd percent or 28% of Americans listen to podcasts weekly, weekly. And it's a huge, so it's a huge, huge number of people that are, are absorbing um audio related content and the thing about podcasts is usually there is entertainment ones but a lot of it is educationally based stuff they want to they want to pick up tips and tricks and hints and things so um i think when it comes to setting yourself up as an expert within a field it's basically like no other and right now it's definitely still in its kind of early adopters uh, stage so it's the time to get in and the, the barrier to entry it's kind of an interesting one because it's super low um, where basically you don't need, you know, a microphone is the best thing. Like I've got my microphone here next to me too, but you, do you need it? No, should you have it for a small price? Get one, you know what I mean? But a lot of people don't want to be on video either. Like, so YouTube's kind of just seems way too much, but they'll happily talk into a microphone. So it's kind of, um, it invites everyone. I think podcasting, there is some things that whether people, you know, they don't know what to talk about, but that's just like the tactics and strategies, you know, um, it's not, uh, it's yeah, that, that's kind of main thing. So when it comes to real estate agents specifically, in fact, I'll give a shout out to him because um, he was a guest on our show and he has his own podcast and he is an agent and he uses his podcast for getting clients is a guy called Dominic Fonte. Um, and he's been doing this for years, funnily enough. So 
Um, he, we had him on our show. We didn't even know this, uh, but I just think I want to give a real tangible example people can go and listen to as well. And he basically has kind of become the local news station for his area, but it's hosted by his real estate team. So they, they pile in a bit of news, a bit of pop culture, a bit of what's going on, but obviously it's this stuff ties into the market and all that thing, uh, stuff as well. And he's used podcasting to connect with business owners in his area, which is what I, we teach, right? It's like, hey, if you're an agent, this is a way where you can invite local business owners on to come on your show, to get to know you, to share their secrets, to build a network. And then from that point, you can leverage it to your, what, whatever you want, to leverage it to what your audience, to whatever you require, you you can sell spots on it. It's essentially like uh, for local agents, a bit like your own radio show. Mm-hmm. Just imagine it like that. It's basically an on-demand radio show. So um, when it comes to, you know, should they start podcasts? The answer is yes. How hard is it? Very easy, you know. And what do you talk about? If if it was me, I would just think myself. I'm a local news station. Have some fun with it. Have a co-host. Even better, so you can josh ideas back and forth. You can talk about stuff. You don't need to have guests that way either. Um, mm-hmm. If that kind of seems like a bit of a barrier for you, like oh, who do I invite on? How do I do it? Have a co-host and just chat about stuff. And you know, also you don't at that point you don't need to worry about huge download numbers and all that craziness because you're a local celebrity and it's something you can leverage in the bigger sphere as well. Hey, I'm the host of, you know, XYZ podcast. And that's mm-hmm. an amazing thing too. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I, I had um, one of our clients, Mike Corbett. Uh, if you look him up, I'm totally going to plug him right here. Mike Corbett won on TikTok. He crushes it. He closed like 45 deals off of TikTok last year. And wow. we were talking about more opportunities for more content. And I did say it. I was like, Mike, how come you don't have a podcast? And he's like, I'm not a, this is literally after we did this exact same thing. We shot a podcast with him. We put it on video and he's like, I'm not a podcast guy. And I was like, Mike, this is podcasting. This is exactly what it is. So it's like that little light bulb moment. And I, I appreciate you sharing that about becoming the local celebrity. Cause that's essentially what we're trying to do from all angles. And how yeah. great is it to have a podcast where you have somebody's complete undivided attention from like a half an hour to an hour. Like there are no yeah. other channels that you could say that with when it comes to podcasting. So you're, no. you're talking about, you know, creating content around your community, becoming that local celebrity. What mm-hmm. are some of the podcasts that the types of podcasts that realtors should be looking to get on as an, as an easy start? They want to get on some podcasts. You know, what, what should they be looking for? How should they do some of that reach out? So I think that really depends on what they're looking to achieve. So if, for example, the if it's a local thing, that's obviously going to be harder because then you're relying on other local podcasts and the chances are there isn't going to be any. But from a national level, so if they are doing something broader, whether that is like a, a national team, for example, and they're wanting to bring on agents uh, from other areas, whether they have some coaching they do or they have courses or they sell something else additionally, events is a big one. So some of the people we talk to use it for events, like bringing people to events, which is massive in real estate. Then it's, I mean, I'll just give you the actionable stuff. There is a website called Listen Notes, just listennotes.com. You can literally go on there, type in real estate, and go to podcasts, and it will bring up all the podcasts that have real estate in their key, in their keywords, in their terms. And it has their emails there too. So you can pay for a pro subscription. You can have all their emails and you can just click, click the email and send people an email to their show. 
And obviously a lot will say no, and some will say yes. And the more you do, the more say yes. So that's the, that's the irony of it. It's kind of like anything you might be good, but until people know how good you are, like the answer is going to be no. And then you just keep trying, you come back again and again, but just keep it super simple. The, the, the thing that I see so often with people who are launching shows and anything to do with content, but podcasting specifically, if they overcomplicate it like massively, Mm -hmm. like they just, all these stupid things that do not matter, they focus on. And like, for example, with our show, we have our dedicated podcast, like hosting platform and recording platform. We edit it all. And people are like, do I need all that? And we have editors and everything. And I'm like, no, just get a Zoom account and hit record on Zoom. Or I know people that use Skype and just have an audio e-cam recorder on Skype. And they just mm-hmm. record straight from that. It's like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, keep things really simple. If you're going to spend money on anything, just get a mic. That's the one thing I'd recommend. You can use your computer mic, just, just get a mic. But keeping it on topic, when it comes to actually getting on shows, seriously, just go to listen notes, pay for a subscription, like 50 bucks. You're not going to, you're going to be able to do hundreds in, in a month if you just download their emails from there and then just send an email out saying, hey, this is what I've done. I would love to be on your show. I'd love to share more about it. And Again, depending on what you want to achieve, it doesn't have to just be real estate. It could be you want to go on entrepreneurial podcast. You might want to go on mindset podcast. Like if that's your thing, like you're crushing deals as an agent because you've got a really good mindset and how you perceive things. Well, what's wrong with going on real estate? Uh, sorry, mindset podcasts as well. Also, you know, just to kind of finish up on that point, it's like it depends what brand you want to build for yourself. Like this is quite an open-ended question without knowing someone specifically. Mm-hmm. But like you just got to think like where you are now and where do you want to go? So if you are like, I want to go into coaching, I want to coach agents, I crush it, I want to build a bigger team, I want to do this. It's like, well, start setting the foundations now. Start getting on other shows, sharing your story. It's never going to be a bad thing. And the more content you have out there, the better. Mm-hmm. Like and for 30 minutes to an hour of your time, you know, maybe a couple of times a week, if you're good and you are getting on a bunch of shows, you're talking about getting on a hundred shows a, a year. Like that's a lot of content to have out there. Mm-hmm. You can also get that content and repurpose it. We do for YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, cut it into shorts. Like we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole here, but what I'm saying is podcasting is one of the few mediums where you can take content and repurpose it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Like every type of medium you can repurpose it on. There's no watermarks, no nothing. Cut it up and it does. You can obviously check out our socials, see how we do it. But um, works works amazing for that. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love that. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm interested to know from you, Andrew, is that so you do come from a background in digital marketing and I know you've helped out other agents and teams in the past before, but yeah. clearly you saw a massive opportunity in switching gears and becoming a licensed agent. What was mm-hmm. the big opportunity that you, that you saw? Yeah, so I've got, yeah, I've definitely got somewhat of an interesting, almost somewhat backward journey <laughs> to, to a lot of people. So I, yeah, I've been in digital marketing my entire life, basically, or adult life. I was an engineer beforehand. So I ran an agency pretty successfully um, and we grew it very quickly during the pandemic. And I ended up kind of selling off the clients at the end uh, to another agency but we, we built all the infrastructure in-house. We built our own call center and it was totally in-house. Like everything was in-house. And there was a, a couple of things, my co-host and, and now partner. Um, a big thing for us was a lot of agents will say that online leads don't convert. We've all heard this, 
and it's just it's just bullshit basically i'm not sure if i'm gonna swear but uh, <laughs> you're good you're <laughs> like, good <laughs> um but it's just absolute rubbish and me and me and pete were just kind of chatting about it and it was like why don't we just close the deals as well like why don't we just do this for ourselves and close the deals and grow a team and it that's how the idea kind of started and it's and it's kind of changed and morphed in the last year or so so obviously he's out there in boca closing deals selling homes uh, but we joined we ended up joining exp which allowed us uh, to have a global team so we could now offer our digital marketing expertise for basically a percentage of what they close so mm -hmm. what we saw is our values now aligned it's like hey you don't have to pay for our stuff you join us at exp you join our team you close deals we're going to help you close deals because it benefits us and benefits you mm -hmm. and you're off to the races and that's kind of how it morphed uh, through time and that's where we're at now so still do all the lead gen stuff um peter's out boots on the ground closing the deals and we're also helping other agents who join our organization close deals through social media and that's kind of our, our medium that we've chosen so it's like anything to do with online media is our focus and what we support people to do. Um, I think our big thing, the, I guess the big caveat I wanna say to that is one of the things we teach is to focus on one first. A lot of people do 10 things very badly, which is why they say nothing works. And we're like, for example, we know Facebook and Instagram, like inside out, back to front, upside down. So mm -hmm. it's like, get people in, let's get Facebook going, rock and roll, you get leads coming to you tomorrow. You teach them about conversion rates, one to 3% on average. It's going to take, you know, 90, 120 days to start converting these guys might be a little bit longer depending on your area and price point and other things like that. But like, let's get you rocking. So in three or four months, you've actually got deals crossing over. And then when those first deals start coming in, just, just over and over again, because those deals again, the next month start coming in and it just scales and it just scales. And then it's about aligning with their vision. So some agents come and go, oh, I just want to close 30 deals, 20 deals a year, like you know 10k each like i'm good I've got a family i'm good and then the other agents who i guess are more closely aligned to us are the ones that are like i want to do a thousand deals and i'm like mm -hmm. you're my type of guy mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it's not it, like this is horses for courses like i love them both dearly and equally but um with regards like what really gets me out of bed 20 deals doesn't get me out of bed a thousand deals does Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then to give some context here, Peter, who we actually had in the podcast and you can catch him on one of our earlier episodes, he closed, uh, what was it? 2 million in his first 30 days as a brand new realtor. Yeah. So lead yeah, the, right? yeah it, no, I think it was uh, far. It was nearly. So what we tracked, he did a hundred K in GCI in his first hundred days. So like, as that's actually cash in his bank, this wasn't like under contract. Like he actually collected a hundred K in his first wow. hundred days in re as an, as a licensed agent. And it was through, um, in, in a brand new area that's worth specifying. So he just moved to Philly as uh, from Philly to Florida, brand mm -hmm. new area, no sphere, no nothing moved down there ads. Um, yeah. And, and just went after it and you get some deals from, um, other people, but, um, the big one we had was the first big one was an open house and we ended up getting five deals from it. Wow. And one wow. open house was a massive, like it was one of the first ones. And again, it was kind of filling it with ads, get everyone there. And uh, we've got some funny stories about like, how the fuck do you actually do real estate? And then we realized that all the stuff that people focus on that doesn't matter. I mean, this, this is 
truthful and this is funny because we laugh about it and this i use this as an analogy to really like tell people they're focusing on the wrong thing mm-hmm. we couldn't figure out how to get into the super lockbox, the to get the key for the goddamn door and it was like how do you do this and, and like we've had stupid stuff like this is like it's just not working not working and, and then other agents like i know how to open every lockbox. yeah yeah you do but you do two deals a year so <laughs> shut up <laughs> um so it's kind of like we didn't focus on any of that stuff. We were like, let's get leads coming to us and let's just fail forward, mm. right? Have we burnt a load? Of course we have, but we also did 100K in the first 100 days and, you know, that's that's a good thing. And obviously some some turned out great. Some were obviously cash buyers that could move very quickly and mm-hmm. we're not saying that's the norm, but it's how it worked for us. And the idea is to, to scale it up from a, a personal uh, production standpoint and scale the team and organization's production up as well and, and start getting more people succeeding. But yeah, we've um, we've helped a bunch of people at this point already. Um, you add have. Over six figures, yeah, add over mm. six figures to their business. So it's pretty cool. Um, I just, I think a lot of this is just to do with like mindset and just really going after it. There's a lot, there's, there's a lot of kind of toxic stuff in the real estate industry around agents where it's just like, victim mentality and like i'm just speaking from the heart like this is just what how i see it and then all the people we see succeeding are just like they just run at life man they're just there and they are just like i'm just taking i'm just taking it as it yep. comes and they and they get way more than they ever expected as well so they're like i'll, I'll settle at like 20 deals a year and they're like i did 76 last year and i'm like i thought you wanted 20 and they're like meh <laughs> <laughs> So, but it's, yeah. it's true though, those high production agents, those ones that kill it, you could put them in any industry, you can put them in any sort it. of a business and they're going to, yeah. they're going to do well. And it's really about building that business. And you, you have helped so many people and now you've had over 280 podcasts. I mean, that just blew my mm-hmm. mind away when I saw that. Cause when I was on your podcast last year, you guys were just kind of starting on this journey to see how, where you are now. And you've mm-hmm. had so many conversations and you've helped so many agents. What would you say are the top characteristics? What are the traits where you're like, yep, that agent right there, they're going to make it that agent right there. I'm not so sure. What, what, what are some of those common, common traits? Um, Okay, this is good. A load of these are kind of stereotypical, but I'm telling you this from literally people who've done billions and billions of dollars of production. So the first one is they don't make excuses. They just get to work. Um, uh, we've had agents on who did 4,000 plus deals in his career. And um, I'll, I'll give some stories along this just for context, but people told him like, oh, calling Fizbo's and expired when he started didn't work. So no one was doing it. So he started doing it. And then he got it to work and he ended up selling 4,000 deals in his career. And that was his staple for getting deals. And no one else, everyone said, oh, it doesn't work. And he was like, well, I'll make it work then. They, they just do, uh, the, other, the second one is they do the boring work. They do the boring stuff over and over and over again. And when it's boring and it starts making a lot of money, all of a sudden it starts becoming fun. So they do the hard stuff. And then they, they also do the boring stuff. The other one is if you're growing big, they, they leverage all of them. Then like very few of the people that have ever been on our show are just like sphere and cold calling or door knocking. Um, we maybe had a couple, but 99% have all leveraged some type of media or technology to, uh, to scale. Now, a lot of them, for example, might have a huge referral base so therefore they've used technology crms follow-up to get their production up because now they're not losing leads they're not losing contacts they're not losing touch uh but for for a huge portion of them it's using social media or media in some 
in some manner to scale. Um, so whether that's Facebook ads, you know, we've had new agents on who did over a million in GCN their first year through YouTube. Uh, we've had we've had a few people who've done multiple seven figures from YouTube. Um, a lot of people, obviously Google, big one, more expensive, using you know household names, Zillow, Realtor. Like, does it work? Like, yeah, they work. It's a more expensive way of doing it, but they they definitely work. And people, the, I would say the biggest thing in real estate is people who are unsuccessful aren't willing to pay to play in every aspect of their business that they don't want to pay for coaching they want to go free facebook groups they don't want to pay for leads they want to use sphere because that's what they got told right but then they also don't want a cold call and they don't want a door knock and they don't want to do anything it's like right well you got you're going to fail and all these top performers they're just not like that like they all started and they just worked really hard and they stuck to something that they found worked very quickly, whether that was cold calling initially, whether it was ads. Uh, I mean, we've had, we had one young guy on, super smart, didn't want a cold call. <laughs> I'm getting rid do not want to do it. He went out and he bought a Facebook group. I, I don't, I'm not going to say his name because if I say his name, because he, he didn't share the amount. So I'll share the amount, but not the name. He ended up finding it, let's say it was Oklahoma for example, and he found, you know, Oklahoma, uh, you know, uh, not renters, but like people who live in Oklahoma, for example. And he bought the group off this guy who'd had it for 10 years. It was some, this old dude. And he offered him $2,000 for it. I think it was $2,000, $1,000. And it had something like 30, 50,000 people in it, if not more. And this guy, I thought has not bought it. And this guy was like, Christmas had come early, sold it to him. All these members. He bought it. He kicked out all the real estate agents, which he would. Yeah. And in the first year, he made 250 grand off that group in sales. Wow. Homes. Wow. And it was like he he came in real estate, didn't want a call call. Fair enough. Didn't want a donut. Same. I'm the same. Peter's the same. So we're like paid ads all day, inbound, put ISAs in place. Like that's how we're doing business. We know that has a cost. He was like, one time fee, buy a group. I'm going to buy it and I'm going to kick all the agents out and I'm just going to be the only agent in this group. And basically it's a sphere that you control. And I've spoken to him recently and he did more deals in his second year than he did in his first. So his two grand investments made him over half a million dollars in his first wow. two years. And sometimes you just got to, you don't have to think outside the box, but there is there are definitely outsized returns if you do. Mm-hmm. Um I think that I'll give another one uh, and, and people can go listen to the show if they want by a guy called Jim Remley. Amazing, amazing gentleman. Um, billionaire. I'm pretty sure he's a billionaire. He's one of the two I think we had on. He's had 2,600 agents work for him. And one of the uh, best strategies he had for listings is one of the best we ever had in the show was a CMA market report. And he, everyone's like, yeah, I've heard of them. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, but you do like little pissy three page ones that people see and throw in the bin. He does like 25 to 30 page like booklets, right? And he sends them to a house. It costs him about two bucks per house, right? And he, and he does a certain area. And when he does the area, so it'll be like, I don't know, it's 100 homes. So he knows how much it's going to cost him to do that and how many days. And if he wants to ramp up, it's six bucks a day. And he does, it gets three a day. And he, he kind of just scales like that. And he said, he's had people two or three years later call him and go, 
hey, I've got your brochure booklet market report still. I'm actually looking to sell my home. Like I'd be interested in listening with you. And he said it doesn't necessarily ROI tomorrow, but he was he did personally something like three or five hundred listings last year personally, and this was basically the sole strategy they came from. And he's been in the market for like 25 plus years. And this is something he's done for that long. And he's like, I could stop doing everything else tomorrow and I'd still have more business than I could handle. And it's like, cause he just put the work in ahead of time. And I think that's my final point to success and not successful. Successful agents think long-term. They're all at least a decade out. They're like, I'll put a dollar in today to Zillow. This is why Zillow is actually cheap. If you think about it even though I love Facebook ads and that's what I, like we teach, you pay $1,000, $5,000 for that closing. Let's say you make 10 grand. You're still 2X. You should be happy anyway. I know a lot of agents aren't. But five years down the line, that person's if you've done a great job, will come back to you. And we're not including referrals. Five years later, they'll probably do the same thing statistically. So if you get that buy, then a buy-sell second time around and a buy-sell third time around, that $5,000 Zillow lead or closing has now just got 5X on it from all these home sales. And you're talking like, let's say 10 grand, just even let's say 10 grand, which is you know cheap. You're talking about you made 50K and we're not talking about referrals. We're not talking about the next 10 years. And this is what a lot of uh, failing agents don't see is they come in for a quick buck. Mm-hmm. All the great agents don't. They, they, the irony is they always make a lot of money quite fast too. Within the first couple of years, they're all high six-figure earners. But a lot of them first year closed like six deals. Like seriously, the amount of them that really sucked in their first year to 18 months is high. You know, uh, we had one guy didn't close a deal in uh, uh, nine months. And he, he set his target first year, 12 deals in 12 months. And then he closed 12 deals in, in uh, three months. So he did nine months of zero and then all that work in the nine months came in the last three months and he closed 10 at 12 mm-hmm. in the last three. And I think that's the important one. People don't think out far enough. They need yeah. to think a lot further out. Um, and it, it's just for perspective, if those people don't know, real estate is the, the third biggest industry for creating the most millionaires. And yet it requires no barrier to entry. The, the two ahead of it are finance and tech right? Real estate is number three. And like, that is an incredible opportunity, which is why we love this industry. Like you can come from nothing and become a millionaire in real estate. It's a hell of a lot harder in finance and tech, mm-hmm. but like you've just got pure grind worth ethic, work ethic, and you've got someone pointing you in the right direction. And a lot of people will, you find good sources, good shows to listen to. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. You can make a huge huge amount of money in in the next decade you know you'll be a millionaire no problem in 10 years you, any real estate agent who's worth a salt made well over a million dollars you just you have know, to put in the work just put in the work i mean yeah. just think about 10 deals at 10k commissions 100k in 10 years that's a million and most agents who are decent are doing way more than 10 deals a year that's mm-hmm. less than a deal a month mm-hmm. like you know they should be doing 30 40 50 upwards and then it's like, well, you're a millionaire in less than three. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so at the time of, the, of, of us recording, you know, we're, we're halfway through 2022 and we're coming off some, some big, massive things that we'll look back in the history books, but there is this dirty little R word going around called recession. And so it can yeah. cause some of the sky is falling kind of mentality. What is some of the advice that you can impart on these agents? If that is the road in which we are going down. And you know, I want to remind the audience that there are plenty of millionaires to be made during this era. There are still yeah. lots of money out there, but how should you be running your business? What should you be, you know, what should you be taking away? What you should you continue to do or do more of, you know, what does a roadmap look like for a real estate agent that is experiencing a recession? Um, You should be grateful because it's going to be the single greatest transfer of wealth. So, you know, strap on your boots, look for the opportunity. Uh, Recessions are always the greatest transfer of wealth. Or like think about Airbnb and Uber were both built in the last recession, just for context. Mm -hmm. Um, Amazon, I believe, was built in the recession as well. Like these are huge, huge companies, household names. And I, in fact, we were talking about it just earlier. All the guests we've had on our show, they're all mega agents, top 1%, 0.1%. And the last two years, absolute categorically, they've been the best two years of their career. They've just scaled through the market, giving them more by just being there. Mm-hmm. And yet all the crap agents have said it's been the worst two years. That's just the truth. The difference is, is the hardcore agents went out there and got after it. And the the bad agents went, I'm going to wait for this to die over. So what happened is the clients they could have got went to the good agents. So they've just got more market share. And now you're trying to come back. Those guys have grown and scaled. They've got bigger teams. They've got more marketing dollars. They've got everything. So recessions are great. They're actually a good thing. They weed out 2008, for example, in like when that happened, people see it as as a bad thing. But what actually happened is all the dodgy mortgage people, mortgage brokers, companies just got kicked out and all the actual real ones were left, right? And the the whole industry was turned on its head. I'm not saying it's going to be specifically like a a housing recession or whether it's a general recession, whatnot. But these, these are always opportunities for wealth creation. And you just look at statistics of stuff like birth rates, death rates, things like that. These, these tell you how many people need homes. Well, not many people are dying and a lot more people are getting divorced and having kids. There isn't enough homes as there is now. So prices aren't going to, this is my opinion, prices aren't going down. I know inflation's going up, prices aren't coming down, right? It's making the market harder to get into. Will government schemes come in place? I reckon potentially they'll have to do something because right now, depending on where you live, first time home buyers, that's a, I'm just being honest, it's a pretty rough place to be. Like in a lot of areas, like you're really struggling, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I know that sucks. Like I, I have a lot of, like, I feel for them people a lot. But as for the agents selling the homes, like, yeah, really sorry, your 48 hour to sell every home has disappeared. It's going to be two weeks now. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, listen, welcome back to the real world. You know, the inflation rates, what they're at now, aren't even that bad. Like, right. you know, they're not even that bad. It's just they're not 2% like they have been, right. you know? So it's just everyone got into this market like I was going to say that. No, it wasn't. The Fed just has their thumb on the interest rates through COVID because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Mm-hmm. And now we're out and everyone goes, well, but the world's back to normal. It's like, yeah, so all the, <laughs> they go, well, we're going to recoup some of this money. And it's like, well, yeah. Um, so uh, that's all I've really, that's my thought process on it. I think it's the greatest transfer of wealth. I personally am looking out for opportunities in this time if something does happen. I think a lot of business people, if we talk about just business in general for a second, 
are hoarding cash right now, not because they don't want to spend it on opportunities because they sit, they, if a recession happens, they know greater opportunities will come and they want to have liquid cash to buy them. Mm-hmm. So like I, I know people who are in M&A and all this stuff and they are hoarding cash right now, not because it's good practice, but because they're like, we need to buy when this thing sinks because these are going to be the greatest returning assets that we'll ever basically purchase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Love that. Love that. And it's, it's a similar answer. You know, when we, when we talk about this recession and we talk about some, you know, we have guests like you, Andrew, who are the go-getters, you're the movers and the shakers of the industry the same every time. And it's that winner's mentality that we're going to go in there and we're going to win. There's lots of money. It's just circulating around. We guys have to go find, find that money. Uh, can I give another random example? Cause this yeah, blew yeah. my mind. Yeah. This is business. This literally, I mean, I don't get shocked by a lot. This blew my mind. This 24, 26 year old woman, she sells slime, like hand slime stuff, right? She makes it in a mixer at home. That's how she started. She sells 300 pots a week. That's it. And like the rough maths on the business was she does anywhere from like 90 to 180 grand a week selling slime. She makes in like a mum's mixer at home. Right. Wow. And I'm, and it's like the videos are like, they're so satisfying when you're pulling this. I'm like, I understand why it's going viral on like TikTok and YouTube shorts and stuff. No advertising spend, 100% profit apart from the production of slime, which is dirt cheap. And just little things like that constantly remind me that there is such an abundance of money out there that people are spending. And it's like, you just got to position yourself that you can take some of that because th- there is so much out there. Like I wanted to give that stupid example because it is crazy. Like another one is there is a, an eight figure company and they, they basically sell, I think it's a $20 per month community to teach how to keep your plants alive. It's $20 a month to keep how to teach your plants alive yeah. and, and people love it. Yeah. And it's like, who's paying 20 bucks a month? Loads, literally thousands of people are paying 20 bucks a month to be part of this private community to keep their plants alive. And that always inspires me. It makes me feel great because I'm like, I just need to find the next slime. I want to find the next potted plant community, you know, and and, and they're already out there. They're just waiting to be tapped into and you can always do something better than other people. But I think you're right. My mindset around this stuff is like, I can't wait because the next opportunity is going to come about and there's going to be something. And I just really hope I'm in a position to grab it. And because now I, I will be deadly honest. Now I look back in covid and i feel like i missed a big opportunity like if it was me and i think if me and peter basically thought of the idea earlier i think we probably would have started basically in the middle of the first year of the pandemic like basically like right away we would have gone let's go into production Mm -hmm. because now looking back and we've only been doing it since the back end of last year it's it's kind of like there was a lot of wealth transfer in mm-hmm. COVID, like a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the agents we speak to. And it's like, we, we missed the boat on just like very easy sales. Mm-hmm. You know, like people, like we talk to agents all the time. What contingencies? None. How much on asking price? Oh, it's 50K over ask. What, when can you move? Or whenever the seller was, it's like the sellers just had all the control and, you know, and the market's changing very slightly now, depending on where you are. But it's like, I wish we'd started selling sooner because the ones that really did 
buckle down during the pandemic just made an incredible, incredible sums of cash. Yeah, because um, pe- people were retracting. They were retracting. They were stopping. Yeah. Agents were stopping ad spend. I, I had a client in Canmore, Alberta, and he had a a property that he had gotten even access to and it got Airbnb zoning and these individual units. And we had done a ton of research on this project and we figured out that investors were really big on, on, on purchasing this. This was, so this was February, 2020. And so March of 2020 comes, we're ready to launch on these big campaigns. We had put in all this work and the client says, please do not go forward. I just lost five deals. This COVID thing is something else. I'm really scared. And, you know, we said, hey, we've done the research. We know what's up. We're seeing cost per lead come down significantly. Let's just spend 1500 bucks. Let's see what we can get in the door. And with the right marketing and such a cheap cost per lead, because everybody retracted, they sold yep. out of every single unit by June of 2020. So while the world was on fire, <laughs> right, this guy was crushing. I think they had over a hundred units to sell in this one development, crushed it because he went forward when other people decided to, to pull back. So I think that's really important to remember you know, when we're thinking about these markets shifting and changing, yeah. it's going to be a good thing because it means that random cousin who sold one deal back in 1982 is probably going to call it quits. Yeah, that's what I that's what I can't wait for. And I don't know who listens, but all those bad agents, it's like, I can't wait for them to get kicked out of the market. Mm-hmm. It's only going to do good things to the rest of us. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I've spoken about this a bunch and it's like, I really want, the NAR to figure out who got their license to sell their mom's home and who is actually a real estate agent actively pursuing the career. Now mm-hmm. I know some agents are, I will put it out there who are genuinely trying and who are struggling, but they are trying and they will figure it out with persistent, but it's, isn't it something like uh, 10% or less than 10% of agents do over 90% mm-hmm. of all mm-hmm. sales. Yep. And it's like, that tells you everything. There's not 2 million realtors. There's not. Mm-hmm. There's about 200,000 mm-hmm. realtors mm-hmm. who do, who sell billions and billions of every month, billions and billions of dollars of the homes are sold by about 200,000 realtors. Yeah. Yeah. That's the so truth. true. So true. You know? <laughs> Well, Andrew, I really appreciate some of the tactical advice. I always love when the audience can get real things that they can take away and do better. Um, I know that, you know, when somebody joins you at EXP and comes under your, you know, your downline, what are some of the things I just want you to build upon the audience here? Cause you, you guys like help run all of their marketing, which they would normally have to pay a ton yeah. of money for. So what, what does that look like? Yeah. So imagine going to a marketing agency that we ran for however many years. You basically just get all that for free. So we've actually, a part of our upline is we actually have a bunch of other programs that, so one of them, for example, is the um, National Association of Expert Advisors. That's 40K for that program. And that's part of ours as well. Mm -hmm. And we've got so much education and content. If anything, there's too much. So what we focus on is let's get you in the door and let's get more leads coming to you. Or either get leads or get more leads. And we it's basically the same thing. We bring you in and it's like any, if they haven't worked with an agency, is get your information. It's get home pictures, figure out who we're buying and selling to. Are we, are we attracting buyings, uh, buyers or listings, things like that. And yeah, they, they, you know, they pay for the ad spend, but we set it all up and we just check in on, you know, and make sure it's running all right. And, um, you know, they want a CRM. We've got our own CRM too. They get a copy of that. Depends on, you know, if they want to use KV Corp, they move over to EXP, which is great CRM too. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's just a case of like, we want people to come over 
just plug in, get leads, because leads is a big problem, but lead conversion is a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing is with newer agencies, they don't have enough leads to figure out the lead conversion. So the idea is let's get you in and let's just let's just fuck up on a load of them. Just like just screw up on a load of leads because you'll figure it out really quick. Uh, you give them scripts and stuff, but the scripts are, are, are frameworks that outlines because you've got to add your own personality in. You just mm-hmm. got to get from point A to point B. And then it's a case of when you have enough at bats, then it's like, let's work on the lead conversion side, because now you know what it's like to work with an online lead. You have the feeling, you know what it's like to pick up the phone, follow up, you get into that. And then all of a sudden, when you start to get into that rhythm and momentum, your lead conversion goes up too. And then the more you do it, the better you get. There's no there's not as much secret, like there's stuff that helps There's the campaigns and follow up and remarketing and stuff just to re- like reminders that obviously help. But with regards, like, again, what, what actually gets results, it's like doing the boring work mm-hmm. a lot. Just call the leads every day, like call the damn leads, just call the fucking leads, <laughs> pick up the phone <laughs> and call them. If you were in real estate and you don't want to call people, you are absolutely in the wrong industry. I can yes. get you out of a lot of stuff. I, I can get you out of cold calling. I can get you out of door knocking and get you out of even paid media through YouTube or through Facebook groups and all that stuff. I cannot get you out of calling a lead. That's the one <laughs> thing I can't, I can't solve. Um, so if you do not want to call people, you are in the wrong industry. I'm sorry to tell you, uh, but you should not be here. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you so much for today, Andrew. I really appreciate you taking time with your crazy busy schedule. I want everybody to go and listen to the elite agent, the elite agents secrets podcast. There's some golden nuggets on there. You guys have had some crazy good guests. Um, and we'll make sure to link in the show notes so that you can get in touch with Andrew directly. If you are interested in working with them and their team. And, uh, with that, thank you, Andrew. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me on the show. I hope everyone enjoyed the listen. I'm pretty passionate about this stuff and I'm not afraid to speak my mind, but listen, for the people that love this industry and about it, will hopefully appreciate it. And so take away some of my tactical advice there. Go and launch your podcast, guys. It'll help you grow your business and brand, most importantly. Love it. Thank you so much, Andrew. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us this week on the Nibble Agent Podcast. Make sure to follow up on Instagram and TikTok at The Nimble Agent. If you'd like to learn more about the services we offer, you can visit our website, www.thenimbleagent.com. Be sure to tune in next week. As always, stay nimble, agent. <laughs>